While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Tonight, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow with our special guest co-host, uh, former Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Uh, but Sheriff, you were also a, a city councilor. Oh, I was. I actually was. Excuse me. I was. It, <coughs> you had to ask me that, right? So I took a drink of water. <laughs> Excuse okay. me, listeners. <clears throat> I was, and um, <clears throat> what a great experience. Yeah. Had I not, um, I'm not sure. I would have moved on to to or had the opportunity to go on to be the sheriff, and um, I think it's a great place to um, <clears throat> to be involved. I think everybody, if you're getting involved in government, it's a great place to start. Although I, I know I know Jacob actually ran for state rep, um, but but um, but it's a great way to start because you 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 really are entrenched in the understanding that you're there in politics uh, and, and elected to take care of the people. And there's no no better way to learn how to take care of the people than at the local level, um, constituent services, things like that. And then you can broaden it out after that. <laughs> so we're hearing from all the Ward 3 candidates. They're all going to be calling in, except for Jake, who was in town, so he decided to stop by. Um, Jake Ventura, candidate for Ward 3. Just, again, give us a brief little uh, introduction and tell us why you decided to run. Sure, and good to be with you, Chris, uh, Marcus, and Chris. Chris is not here. Marcus and, and, and uh, <laughs> I, I, Tom. Uh, Chris is going to be really mad. You, 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 you refer to me as him. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I'm a local attorney. I practice up in Boston. Um, when uh, Hugh decided to resign uh, back uh, a month ago, um, you know, which was a surprise to everybody, including me. Um, you know, we were approached by some folks in the city to uh, to take a, a strong look at it. Um, it was not something that I was planning on doing uh, until uh, probably December. Um, but as the sheriff had mentioned, uh, I do have uh, some extensive uh, experience in government, uh, the federal, state, and local level. Uh, I'm the only candidate. Um, you know, all the candidates talk about providing constituent services. I'm the only one who has actually done it uh, and done it to a level of success when I was at the state house. Uh, with a member of the South Coast delegation. Uh, so whether that was helping veterans, uh, senior citizens, students, um, dealing with transportation issues, filling potholes, street lights, uh, I've done it, uh, and I'm ready to go to work uh, today on behalf of the people of Ward 3. So you, I, I know you've been in, in politics, well, in politics, you've been, you've been involved in public service, let's put it that way, you've been an interest in all the different... Uh, the different aspects, both at the state and local level. What what is it that draws you? Would you say to public service? 
I think it's that exactly. It's about helping people. It's, uh, you know, oftentimes, as I mentioned, we've helped uh, throughout southern Bristol County countless uh, seniors and veterans, and those are the things that don't necessarily make the headlines. Um, and so it's about helping people, um, whether it was helping a, a disabled veteran get a ramp up his front door so he's able to, to wheel himself into the, the front door or emergency housing for senior citizens or heating assistance. Um, you know, those are things that don't necessarily make the front page of the, the newspaper, but it is a, a rewarding uh, thing to be able to uh, sort of cut through the red tape and help people. And what what is the, um, <clears throat> in your view, what would you say is, are the, are the predominant issues, are there any that stick out to you for Ward 3 and, and, and the city overall, because you do have a vote in that regard. Yeah, you well. know, this this election has been really focused on, uh, you know, issues impacting Ward 3, uh, and I don't want to minimize these issues. You know, the Hathaway Road, uh, the golf course uh, development project there, the adma- uh, Advanced Manufacturing Park, uh, Hicks Logan has been important. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, issues uh, sort of came up during the course of this campaign that I think sets me apart from uh, every other candidate, and that's actually being able to uh, uh, elect someone who will be a fiscal watchdog at City Hall. Um, I don't. I think I've been on the record saying this. I think uh, the current City Council, how they're operating, um, it's sort of a circus. And uh, as I've told Marcus in the past, I think uh, the people of Ward 3 can send an adult with experience to the table uh, to help manage some of these issues. And I think, um, you know, one of the issues I'm proud that our campaign pushed along with uh, South Coast tonight is the uh, excessive pay increase that was passed by the city council back in December. Um, you know, in many areas, $50,000 pay increases without any data and analysis. Uh, so we fought back hard on that. Uh, and the city council uh, has since rescinded some of those pay increases and uh, implemented new ones, which still are lacking uh, data, in as, my opinion. As someone that's served on the council, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I, I'm going to tell you, with, with 11 people in a room, there, there's always going to be differing uh, points of view, and there can be long, lengthy debates and so forth. Right. But but <clears throat> you mentioned, you know, that right now it's it seems a little chaotic in the within the, the council itself. How do you, what, what do you do to bring that, uh, you know, that sort of common denominator or that direction to the council that you think you could you could bring in that would help people sort of get focused on uh the mission better than perhaps where they are right i I think um part of the you know part of my experience as an attorney is I, i i'm used to helping people mediate and so um whether it's a plaintiff and a defendant in that context or uh whether it's in politics or government um uh, I think I have an ability to be able to bring people together um, on a common set of issues, um, whether there's agreement or disagreement. Um, and I, I go back to my time at the State House working with uh, Rep. Steve Howitt, for example. Uh, we were one of the few Republican representatives uh, down in the South Coast, and uh, we were able to bring people together. Um, you know, as part of the, as part of the South Coast delegation, Democrats and Republicans who don't agree on much of anything, uh, but to to put the uh, the region first and the common good. So whether it was uh, offshore wind, uh, South Coast rail, uh, mass DOT related uh, infrastructure, um, you know, there's a there's a way to get things done without necessarily being uh, disagreeable. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I was on the council, I can remember, uh, you know, everybody's sort of passionate about their issue and some are favorite issues. You represent certain constituents. <clears throat> You're going to fight for them. But but it seemed to me that it, it was ripe for the sometimes unfortunately divisive sort of environments were yeah. but but 
at that level of government, the most important, the closest to the people uh, form of government, isn't listening. You talked about being a mediator, but listening is probably and listening with an open mind. Just we right. have to agree. Right. But even when you disagree, being able to maybe articulate it in a way that it's not personal or emotional or offensive, just absolutely make your best argument. And I think that's the best place to learn how to do that. Give the people the confidence that the government that's closest to them can be the model because God knows we need one for the nation. Right. Right. Uh, And how to do this. I I, I think, you know, your your suggestion of your mediation uh, skills and things like that could be a real positive uh, force right. to, to to bring people together. Yeah, and I think listening is, uh, you know, many politicians like to talk. Um, you know, we've hit thousands of doors, um, hundreds of doors many times over, so that's why I say th- thousands uh, in Ward 3. And the more doors you hit, the more uh, connected you are with people on the ground, and uh, you become aware of issues along the way. So whether it's a, a poorly placed uh, street sign or, um, a street light that's been out for four years. Um, you learn the nooks and crannies of the district, and uh, listening to people, I think, is the most important. Was there any common theme you picked up with them? I mean, any 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 particular thing that seemed to be repetitive that they were saying that? Um, well, I mean, I think I think uh, a lack of constituent services. I think, and I think most candidates would agree with that. Um, and again, I I would go back to the fact that while all the other candidates talk about providing constituent services, I think I'm the only one that's actually done it. Um, with this level of success, uh, we represented about 40,000 people in the state legislature. Um, this district is obviously a little, a little bit smaller than that. So, Seven candidates. Um, that's a lot of pieces of the pie to, uh, to get is. the dominant piece. But how do, you, how do you do that? How do you differentiate? What, what, um, you know, I, th- I think um, we've used the airwaves, I think, unlike any other candidate. We've sent out press releases almost on a daily basis. Have they? <laughs> I th- uh, and honestly, in terms of all the campaigning, you, you've you've been your campaign has been by far the most the the best with press releases on on all of the pertinent issues. Uh, Bunker balls has been good too, but I think you've had the I think you've been the most uh, on it out of everybody. Thank you. Yeah, and and um, part of those press releases are to also put certain members in government on notice that we're watching what they're doing. And again, I think uh, you and Chris and uh, even the folks at New Bedford Light, I I often don't often speak very highly of Jack Spillane, but uh, I think even he has done a phenomenal job. I thought he wrote a nice piece on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the pay increases, though. I think uh, think he and Arthur did a phenomenal job at uh, really exposing uh, some of that uh, in City Hall. Sheriff, you never, um, during your time on the city council, gave out uh, $50,000 increases to people that you like, right? No. <laughs> no. In fact, I turned down an increase when I first became sheriff. Oh. Yeah. Because I, I when I voted in the council, I said, and I don't want to take, I don't want to take uh, Jacob's time, but just quickly, I, when I voted in the council, they wanted the mayor to be increased to some number. I said, no, let's let's cut that increase in half. And then if the mayor gets elected to a second term, that's the vote of confidence for an increase. So when I became sheriff, I couldn't, I was just new. I was appointed and uh, had an opportunity for a pay raise. I said, no, I'm not going to take it. I, my, I'll, if I get elected, then down the road, if there's an opportunity, I'll accept that, but I wouldn't do it. Jake, uh, we, we got to hit this break. And then I think, um, our time is up here. Just, uh, one more quick pitch for, uh, for your campaign. Yeah, look, I think if people want to uh, send someone to City Hall that uh, 
is a true independent. I'm not taking a salary or benefits either. Um, I am not beholden to any special interest. If they want someone to uh, uh, tell the public how it is and uh, to actually offer real leadership, I think I'm their candidate. All right, Jake, Best thanks for luck. joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're going to see election if you can't. <laughs> All right, see you. See you, Jake. All right, so um, we're taking calls now from the Ward 3 City Council candidates. Um, Kathy Daner, right? Yes. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Hi, Kathy, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Good. Good, you're here with uh, me, Marcus, and uh, and Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Hodgson's guest hosting with me tonight. So, uh, Kathy... Um, just to get started, uh, if you want to make your pitch, uh, tell us, you know, tell the audience who you are while you're running for Ward 3 City Council. Okay, if my voice sounds a little funny tonight, I've been sick for the last couple of days. I'm sorry to hear that. Hope you're fine. No, I know. It's not COVID. I got tested. Um, <clears throat> well, as I've said a, ma- a million times, I'm a lifelong resident of New Bedford. I absolutely love this city, and I've proven that by what I've done in the city in the past how I've invested, being the first, uh, the person to build the first new building in downtown New Bedford. Um, You know, I I just, I believe in the city and I want so much more for the city. I I believe that the city um, can be the greatest again. We were number one in whaling, number one in textile, number one fishing port. We have to get back to number one. And I think it's gonna be in tourism myself. But, um, you know, every aspect of the city affects me. I have, I always bragged that I was a whaler, but now my grandchildren are whalers at New Bedford High School. So the school department matters. My future daughter-in-law is a firefighter in the city. Um, we all live right here, all on the family compound, as we call it. And Plus, being a broker, real estate broker for 32 years, there's a lot of development coming up in Ward 3 with the Hicks Logan, with the Hathaway Road Project. I've worked with developers. I understand developing. I know what the city needs, which brings me to taxes. That's always been. It was back when I was a counselor. Our taxes are crazy. And the only way, everyone says cut taxes. You can't just cut them. You can't just. We don't want our services cut. Other, other cities or towns have to pay for trash they have to pay for different things we don't want anything cut we don't want cuts with our fire or or police department so the only way to alleviate taxes is to bring new revenue into the city hey hey, kathy you you scared you scared me for a minute when you were talking about the history of new bedford and we were the number one uh we were the richest country the richest uh city in the world at one point uh, as a result of whaling, and then you said your your kids were whalers. I was like, holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know I know you have you've had uh, experience on the council, and you have been here for, for quite some time. What do you, what do you see as the major issues in in Ward Three that that really require attention? Well, what's going on in Hathaway Road? That that traffic um, could be a huge impact to the city. Right, right. I myself think that the, you know you. I can't say I have all the answers. And I love pointing that out, that not one of us, uh, the new people coming in, not one of us have all the answers. Not one of us are going to save the city. We have to do it together with the other 10. It's it's teamwork. And I heard earlier on on the show, that's 11 different personalities, 11 different opinions. 
And there were times when I was on city council that I may have thought one way, but I felt I was smart enough to listen to my colleagues, hear their point of view, and understand that I had to put my personal feelings aside because what that what we discussed really was better for the city. So it's not about me, 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 and I. what I can do, I can do. It's working as a team for the better of the city. Yeah, and that's refreshing. That, that that's I think that's obviously in a, in, a, in a group of eleven that that becomes very very important. The the ability to 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 listen, differ, but ultimately in the end come up with the best solution for the people that you're representing. Right. Well, keep in mind, I have ten grandchildren. Kathy, thanks so much. Well, then, I, you know, be, then you know how you then you know how to do that. that. Yeah, <laughs> you know how to do that. Particularly when it gets down to that last cookie. Kathy, thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it. We got to get back. We got to get to Just the uh, other Kathy. candidates. But it was great talking with you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, all right. Um, I think we have John Robinson on this line. Right here. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Hey, how you doing? Good, John. Hi, John. So oh, uh, good uh, you're here with me, Marcus, and our our, uh, our uh, my special guest co-host, uh, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. So, um, John, for people who don't know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience and tell uh, everyone why you're running for Ward 3? Yeah, I had a little statement ran out. But, yeah, I'm John Robinson, Jr. I'm a candidate for Ward 3 counselor. I ran my own business for 32 years teaching in Catholic schools all over Massachusetts and Rhode Island, New Bedford, Buzzards Bay, Taunton, Fall River, Providence, Cranston, and Warwick. I taught hundreds of children. Um, one of the main things with, with my lifelong resident of Ward 3, graduated from the Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And with my own business, I had to take care of every single night the things with parents, with the administrators, with the teachers, with the billings. I had to do that every single night. So I'm, I know about how to take care of my constituents' concerns. Why did I decide to run for Ward 3 Counselor? Because for the last 20 years, candidates have come to my door asking me to sign their nomination papers or to vote for them. They asked me if I had any concerns or problems. I told them we discussed it. They said they would look into it. I never heard from them again. Nothing ever happened. Not surprisingly, the problem snowballed. When I decided to run for Ward 3 City Council, I went door to door getting my nomination papers signed. I asked the people what their issues concerned them. That would be my campaign agenda directly from the people of Ward 3. I thought when I first started to run, I was going to be talking about the wind, the, um, the wind mills on the, the edge of the um, yep. Cushionette River, um, Hicks, Hicks Logan, or the advanced manufacturing plant. But I found out those weren't the problems that really concerned them. Broken telephone poles, electric poles tied together, accidents on Hathaway Road because the light hasn't been fixed for three years traffic lights that are needed to prevent accidents on Hasseridge Rolls. These were the things that were mainly on the residents' minds. And I found many of them had no idea what was happening in the ward. They did not even know what was happening in the city. I will end this. When I'm elected, I will create a Ward 3 webpage. There will be a problem report page where a resident may report a problem, check it off, and it will be instantly emailed to me. If you want to call me, you can. 
Some resident citizens don't like to make phone calls. Make it easy. On the Warp 3 webpage, there will be a city council agenda page. I will report information on every city council meeting and let the citizens know the city of New Bedford's agenda. The residents can give their advice and input. That is my goal. Everybody working together to continually improve the ward and the city. I promise you action. Action on Hathaway Road traffic. Traffic lights placed where needed. Action on street lights repaired or installed on dark streets. Action on attracting businesses to lower the tax rate. Action on roads in need of repairs or fixing the infrastructure. Action on getting state and federal funding so we can finally clean up and revitalize the Hicks-Logan neighborhood. I will be a full-time counselor. My main job will be Ward 3 counselor. Together, we can make this our ward, the best Ward 3. The best Ward 3 responds to citizens' needs and concerns, doesn't ignore or pay lip service to the problems. The best Ward 3 makes reporting problems easy so they can be fixed. The best word. Hey, John, I'm going to take you off book so you can uh, answer a couple of our questions. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. I'm sorry. No problem. Hey, hey, John, uh, first of all, let me, thanks for um, for calling in. I think it's great for listeners to hear from you. The, the, um, uh, I, I, I was impressed with the, the technological advancement. You're talking about how people could report and all that kind of stuff. Back in my day, I think I think we were we were still on rotary dial phones uh, when I was a city <laughs> councilor. But, uh, but no, I think, you know, thinking about the the ways that the voter can be more involved or have more input in a more accessible way, I think, is is, is great. Um, those issues you're talking about um, when you were when when you were uh, people coming to your house when they were were campaigning, and you were talking about lack of response. The challenge, of course, always in a group of eleven is to get enough votes to get things through how do you see that working for the things you'll be pushing for in the council how do you okay. how do you get that that majority to buy in is to first of all i've got to meet the other members of the council right. i've got to meet them i would meet with the mayor and i would meet with who was the council president i would meet them we would see what our concerns are and i would hopefully look for allies for things that i want some of the things i want though sheriff are very pretty much basic i live on a street um parallel to 95 the fence runs down 195 is on the other side <laughs> the city cleaned up that side of our side of the street the side of the fence for years it's not cleaned up now his furniture is being dumped there it's a mess some of the neighbors have taken it to clean themselves up traffic lights that need to be installed. I don't think you need other council members to take care of that. At the end of Hathaway Road, before the S-curve, there's a street light that's been taken down. There's been three accidents there in the past year because that light hasn't been put up. On the top of Wilbur Street, the street that I'm at, there's two telephone poles. Hey, hey John, I, I hate to rush okay, you I'm off. Sorry, we, we, sorry, we, under, we understand that. We've got, I've got to actually get to the next candidate. We're, we ran you a little bit over time, but we appreciate your detailed perspective on the constituent issues and uh, uh, look forward to talking with you more as your campaign progresses if you if you make it past tomorrow. Thanks yeah. so much for calling well, best us, of luck. I promise you action. Thank you, Sheriff. Best Thank luck. you. All right, we're now joined by Robert Bromley. Hi, Bob. 
Hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh-huh. You're here with uh, me and and uh, special guest host uh, Tom Hodgson. So um, uh, just, you know, for people who don't know you, tell us who you are, why you're running for city council. Uh, name is Bob Bromling, a uh, lifelong city resident, lifelong resident of Ward 3. Uh, running basically because I am just mad as, as anything about the conditions of Ward 3 and how it has been overlooked for the past few years. Uh, we have had no constituent services. We have no one that represents the ward that goes around taking a look at what other wards need or going around to local businesses, uh, the small business people, and finding out what are their needs and what are their concerns. We just have not had any of that information whatsoever uh, going out. And in addition, there, there are several developments, particularly along Hathaway Road, and you have the Revere Copper and Brass, and now the city is putting plans together for Hicks Logan, once again down there. But trying to get, you know, information dispersed throughout the residents of Ward 3, you do not hear anything. They may come in once and they say, well, we did that five years ago. You need to update. You need to let everybody know what's going on, particularly with Hathaway Road. <clears throat> we were out there this past weekend. Almost had several major accidents in front of us. One was we're standing by the Rockdale Avenue Hathaway Road, and people were ready to come out and have you know start a fist fight because one person cut another person off at the intersection, then causing all the other cars to back up. People sat trying to pass on the right in the in the bicycle lane, sat going off into the oncoming traffic. It's a mess, but nobody's addressing it. Nobody from the city is coming in to sit down with anybody in community meetings. What's going on with Hathaway Road? Plan development. What's happening with them? Some of them, you know, may be coming to food fishing. Some of them may not. But we need to know as to what's going on. So, is your sense is your sense to uh, to to go along with uh, the creation of more community meetings as as sort of regular meetings to get briefings and be able to get yes, very much so. I mean, we have ample <laughs> places throughout Ward Three where Ward Council can set up meetings with city officials. You know, some of the department heads to explain. We have a Ward uh, 3 uh, Mount Pleasant neighborhood group. We also have the North End neighborhood group because part of Ward 3 now is in, is in the North End, uh, the lower part of the North End. So you have ample places where you have a venue and you have uh, two organizations where you can set up meetings with city officials and make these presentations and keep people updated. It'd be the, ch- um, the challenge, of course, will be to to you know find a good way to to motivate people to come to the meetings that'll be really important once you do that i think you you accomplish exactly what it is you're trying to do well that's it exactly i mean it's it's fine-tuning where you have what type of meeting and what part of the ward will get the uh residents to come out to that particular topic uh that is you know this knowledge of your ward you know being here a lifelong resident you know you know exactly where everybody lives and what's the concerns in each of the neighborhoods. Bob, uh, I gotta, I, uh, I gotta let you go because we've got another candidate on the line. But I, I appreciate you calling in, and I'll look forward to talking with you more, uh, no matter what happens after election day. Yeah, best of luck. Best of luck. Okay, thank you very much. Of course. Um, all right, I think we have Carmen Amaral. Hello. Hello. Hi. 
Hey, hi, hi, Carmen. So, uh, hi, Carmen. for people who don't know, um, we're here with uh, we're here with uh, uh, Tom Hodge and our special guest co-host for the evening. Um, for for people who don't know you, Carmen, can you tell us um, who you are, why you've decided to run for Ward Three? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Carmen Amaral, and I've been living in New Bedford nearly forty years. I'm an immigrant, been living in Ward Three, owned a home about a decade, and so I understand the issues experienced by constituents in the ward and across the city. Uh, being a product of public schools, a public school educator. I volunteer in community-based organizations. I just uh, became the president of the South, uh, Women's Fund South Coast. I've been serving on the board there for several years. I've proven my commitment to our community and uh, a life of public service. So because of my leadership experiences in schools and nonprofits, I'm capable of fulfilling uh, all these various duties of the city councilor, from budget management to helping people navigate city government. Being an advocate is something I've done from a very young age. My parents didn't speak English, grew up in a very densely Portuguese population. Uh, so I have the skills needed to be the next city councilor. And, you know, I've been at the doors. I have a group of close friends that I've brought together and rallied to uh, help out with the campaign and really get out and, and talk to constituents in such a short amount of time. And I think it was um, John was saying that... Uh, Constituent services. I mean, people talk about the traffic and the taxes, absolutely, but it's being responsive to when the street isn't plowed or why has this pothole been patched instead of fixed and why hasn't that um, telephone pole been fixed yet? It's tied together. I think we're all talking about the same one. Uh, this is These are the real day-to-day things that were at the doors, and I don't think I've been telling people a little bit about the... Um, city services app uh and i've been using it myself to see what how it updates and it will uh let you know that somebody something's been reported in your neighborhood if it's been resolved if it hasn't been resolved i think showing people the tools um to to get those constituent services resolved and of course i'm always available and you know i i love new bedford i'm committed to community engagement uh my professional experience uh, I'm confident in my ability to identify issues and uh, work collaboratively, work collaboratively with diverse groups to develop solutions. So, Carmen, what were the thing when when you were going door to door? What would you say? Uh, you know, obviously, you were you were speaking the the people were didn't seem to be as informed or they were frustrated. What what kept you inspired when you were going door to door? What were things they were saying to you that made you feel like, hey, you know, I I, I can make a difference and uh, and any common themes that you were hearing that you could fill those gaps? You know what I gaps? heard a lot of? I heard a lot of, it is so good to see um, another woman out here running. Different energy. I heard that a lot, and <clears throat> that inspires me. You know, I, I think <clears throat> women belong in all places. Decisions are being made. Um, I know Kathy's running. She's run before, She, you know, and she did a great job. And people are motivated to have different faces. So the fact that there are seven candidates in this race, Everybody in the ward has somebody that they feel represents them. What do you think your biggest challenge is going to be? Uh, uh, beating the other six, a, of course. But I'm sorry? I say beating the other six, but, but aside that, aside from that. Uh, well, I think uh, my biggest challenge once I'm elected is certainly going to be to get in there and try to build some consensus because the folks have been talking. They're, um, we've been watching city council meetings. There have been disagreements. And we need to really 
come together, get to the root of the problem, and move the city forward despite personal differences. I mean, in a professional setting, you can not go out for dinner and coffee with somebody, but still move forward for the greater good, the greater good of a school, the greater good of a business, the greater good of a city. You have to put well your said. personal differences aside. Well said. That's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's very much uh, what has to happen. Carmen, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, we got to get to the next candidate, but uh, thanks and good luck tomorrow. Best of luck. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You too as well. Now we're joined by Sean Oliver. Sean? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hi, how are you? Hey, Sean. Uh, for people who don't know you, can you introduce yourself and uh, tell us why you're running for Ward 3? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, my friends and family and supporters that we've gained through this. It's, uh, the, you know, going out there talking to these people, have been it's been an experience in itself. And I, it's something that I, I hold dear to me right now. Um, but when this seat was announced, um, I just knew. I knew I had to do something. I couldn't sit back and wait anymore. So uh, being a correction officer with the Massachusetts Department of Corrections for nearly uh, 10 years and serving as a constable here in the county, um, first and foremost, public safety has always been at my forefront. And uh, and that's something that I, I've always um, worried about in, in a city as diverse and as big as, as New Bedford. We need to keep our people safe. But um, when, when I started this, I didn't know, you know, the who's who's of the major players. I didn't have any major groups uh, in the city that's driving my campaign. I was just a normal resident, you know, uh, frustrated and, you know, affected by the decisions that the elected officials that we choose um, choose for us. And, you know, pretty much it's like, well, it's good enough for them. It's, you know, it's, uh, maybe this will pacify them for now. And I think, you know, everybody's opinion is important. Everybody's opinion has to be voiced and heard. Um, rest assured, that's something that you'll get in me. Um, with the, you know, corrections background, the, the uh, sheriff will agree that communication um, in that atmosphere is your number one tool that you have. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to be a good listener um, and to get whatever message you need across to the individuals at that particular time. Now... You know, regardless of this outcome, I want the people in the city to know that they have a friend in me. Well, I've already been doing these constituent services while doing this campaign. We've had some streets uh, cleaned up from illegal dumping. We've taken action and had some street lights already fixed. This isn't something that I am telling people that I'm going to do. This is something that I'm already actively doing. And uh, and that's something that I, I, want, I want to continue to do. And hopefully the people of the city uh, feel the same way, uh, that they're tired of waiting, waiting for active representation and waiting for an answer from the city council. Hey, Sean, you know, thanks for your service in, in corrections. That's um, obviously, as you know, it's the toughest beat uh, in law enforcement. Um, but but you raised some very, very good points. I think, um, you know, the fact that you're, you're doing already and you're interested in in doing more is is obviously i think what people are looking for but but that communications piece you talked about i think is so important and critical uh not just for you to accomplish what you want to accomplish as a ward three counselor but also for the council to accomplish more um and and that that communication piece and diffusing having the ability to diffuse you know perhaps Arguments that seem to be going nowhere uh, can be can be very very valuable uh, in debates and, and ultimately in in good outcomes for the people that that you represent. 
Absolutely. And and like you said, in in a a room of 11, you're going to have different views and you're going to have different personalities and you're going to have um, different ideas. But, um, you know, sometimes I'm in a room of 65 and there's a lot more personalities and a lot more ideas. And um, we already go into work with the notion that, you know, we're not necessarily liked. We're, uh, we're there uh, because sometimes they allow us to be there. But you do have to have that communication piece because if you're not able to communicate um, with the, uh, the people around you, then absolutely nothing is going to get done. Hey, Sean, I appreciate you calling in. Best of luck tomorrow. Yeah, best of luck. I look forward to more conversations in the future. All right, guys. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Of course. All right, going to take a break, and then we'll, we'll be joined by Bob Cabral. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. The biggest. One's on the left, left. the other on the right. Right. Back in the middle with you. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight here on WBSM. Welcome back. Uh, here's Bob Cabral. Hey, Bob. Bob? Oh, the phone dial is down. Hey, Bob. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Tell us who you are while you're running. Sure. Well, first of all, I'd like to say it's kind of fortuitous that Jacob just happened to show up when Tom was there. That's awesome. Um, but I also use uh, Tom Services at Ashley House and Chimney when I had a stretch of highway that was a mess, and I couldn't get anyone to clean it. So I called the sheriff's office, and they were very professional. And they sent someone down, and they really cleaned it up. And the inmates were awesome. And I think we should do something like that in the city. I'm hoping the new sheriff will be open to that. Um, so, so Bob, we're here to talk about you and your candidacy for yeah, Ward no, 3. Just, that's all part of it, because okay. I want to clean up the city. I want to okay. clean up the city. Um, but anyway... There's only one candidate that has 40 years of organizational management and leadership experience. I've had hundreds of people working for me. I have 40 years of customer service experience. I know how to take care of it. Only one candidate has served as a leader in the military. Only one candidate really talks about transparency. Why don't we live stream the city council meetings? You know, that kind of stuff needs to be done. I'm going to have a site, and people are going to know how I voted and why I voted the way I did. I was the first of only two candidates to condemn the $50,000 raises. You have had a great press operation, for sure. I was the only candidate who condemned the $25,000 reduction. I offered a solution to the favoritism, which we might have forgot to air, a system similar to what former Mayor Lang had, you know, where the city council council would initiate and he would follow it up. The department heads in the mayor's office would prioritize and administer it, and it should be done through a database that everybody would be able to see it. I was the first to issue a statement supporting Carol Pimentel for the vote appointment. I also tried coming up with a solution for that, which you might have forgot to put on. You know, I totally am supportive of the lottery system. I think um, honor society students should be given first dibs, and then the rest is all lottery. 
I was the only candidate to publish a comprehensive platform and not just throw out talking points. I've amended it to add champion and advocate for better care of our seniors and veterans. I will throw myself into housing issues. It's critical. I was the only candidate who showed up at the housing meeting to discuss where that $6 million is going to be going. Yeah, with so many things, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of things you've been involved in in that. But but in fairness to 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 Marcus, I'm not sure he he necessarily forgot to put things on. There's so many candidates involved that there's no, always so much you can and put I'm on. Not, but but uh, I'm not bashing. I'm just letting people know that I I was discussing these things. I was no, trying no, to bring no, it no, all I, out to the forefront. No, no, I understand. It it, it is. I mean, it, the, the job of a counselor speaking from my own experience, it really is important to be involved in the, in the, um, in the constituent services and knowing exactly what's going on. It sounds like you're, you're really pretty focused on a lot of those things. And, and I think that's, that's going to be um, obviously important. I'm sure you heard going door to door from people that, that, that was what really mattered. Is that fair? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I ran with, I'd call on the blue collar campaign, you know, a shoe leather campaign. I was out there walking the streets. I was out there talking to people. I was out there knocking on doors. So I really do get a lot of insight. It's important. Hey, uh, Bob, thanks so much for calling in. We appreciate it and look forward to talking with Best you more. Of luck. Best, Best of, of luck. luck. Take care. Take care. All right, going to take one more break for the hour. 14, Guest host, uh, former Sheriff Tom Hodgson. So you were a city councilor. What did you think of the candidates? And uh, do you have a prediction for tomorrow? I don't have a prediction for tomorrow, but I I thought they were